guys. Welcome back Hi, to the show. Jimmy. Hi, nice to see you. It's uh, good to see you too. Uh, congrats on everything in this Thank book. Thank you. The number one book right now, a three and a half million copies sold. Yeah. Number one book. Of 2018. The baddest playlist on earth. Yep. My boy. Yeah. Quest Love. Quest, Quest Love Mania. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is interesting. When you do your book tour, you have a playlist of, of music that you play during the, uh, during the event. Mm -hmm. And it was made by our very own Quest Love. Yes, indeed. Uh, how did you hook up with Quest Love? Did you just called him and said. <laughs> What you doing? You free? Yeah, you free, yeah. Want to hook me up? Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm on it. Yeah. And, and when she, so he she, went in. She, she asked me for like 40 or 50 songs. Yes. And what'd you give her? Uh, 1,100. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't mess around. I know, I know. And they're, it's available on Spotify, Spotify and Pandora. And Pandora, yeah. What, yeah. what is the playlist? What is it called? Uh, it's the, uh, I think the... Michelle Obama uh, Music Aquarium. That's what I called it. <laughs> the Music Aquarium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am honored. Uh, I, can I just normally when someone writes a book, mm -hmm. they come do uh, talk shows, but then they go to maybe like a bookstore, or a Barnes and Noble, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. You, you sold out the Barclays Center tomorrow. Sold out stadiums. Oh. What? It's I, a trip. I, mean, I knew it was going to be big, but did you think it was going to be this no, big? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, we started you know, selling tickets, and then they were selling out fast, and then we wanted to make sure everybody had access, and then I wanted to have a lot of young people there, so I wanted to give 10% of every house away, and I wanted to give thousands of tickets away, so we had to have a bigger venue, yeah. and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, so. You've given over 15,000 tickets away to people that either couldn't afford it or just yeah. couldn't get tickets, yeah. and then also uh, uh, tomorrow night, uh, 250, uh, uh, Blue Star families. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are going to be there. Yeah. That's amazing that you're doing and giving that back. Cool. Thank you. I, uh, uh, it's becoming, and you see you uh, becoming. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, Michelle, I'm becoming. Michelle Obama yes, and you. Yes. I love the dedication, if you don't mind, and just like I said, <laughs> to the loves of my life, Malia and Sasha, my two most precious peas, who are my reasons for being, and Barack, who always promised me an interesting journey. <laughs> True. And, and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> that was, I thought that was thoughtful. And I, you know what? We don't have to show up. But I, I just thought that was thoughtful. I couldn't you, didn't leave have to, you didn't have to do that. I couldn't you leave couldn't you out. Leave We've done out. so much together. You've been such a part <laughs> I, of my journey. Just, I know, but you didn't even ask. Becoming. I mean, you didn't get permission. I mean, but I, I'll give it to you now. I should have. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about no that. Problem, no problem. I'm glad you're okay with it. Yeah, that. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just want to, uh, uh, you've made a, a real impact on every issue that you've worked on. You touch upon it on the book, but I just want to remind everyone, thanks to you, uh, 45 million kids are eating healthier breakfasts and lunches. One million students are getting 60 minutes of physical activity every day. Uh, you persuaded businesses to hire or train more than 1.5 million veterans and military spouses. Uh, a billion dollars invest, invested in girls' education worldwide. I mean, every time we've, we've, we've uh, talked to you, you always had a new initiative. Well, and you helped me every step of the way. I mean, you guys were always down for anything that allowed us to shine a light on those issues. And we had fun doing it, which is one of the reasons why we were so successful, is yeah. because you brought humor to a lot of the stuff that was serious. Oh. So. I love you for that, and oh, I will. I, that was I so. Will please, forever. Yeah, we're a <laughs> what is happening with the uh, the Global Girls Alliance?
Uh, you know, we are actually raising money. Um, we've got a, a number of interesting projects online that people can fund directly. So one of the things we wanted to do with the Alliance is find some of the best work happening all over the world and allow people like you guys to get online, learn about it, and fund it directly. And my hope is that this year, uh, at some point, I'll be able to go and visit some of those programs. But we've had a, a big summit, pulling young leaders together, um, meeting some of the people on the ground, doing the work. Uh, so we're moving and grooving. Yeah. So, yeah. You really are. Uh, so many stories I, I want to uh, discuss in the book. It's such a great read. I got to talk about your brother, oh. uh, Craig. Craig, my big brother. Your big brother. How many years apart are you and Craig? He's like one and a half years. Yeah. But he's like six six. He's my big brother, and it's really hard to be much taller than me. But I look up to my brother. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do, yeah. I do. Uh, you got some pretty funny stories in, in here about your, uh, the the fire drill. Well, I, I, most people know my my father had MS growing yeah. up, and Part of the story is sort of showing how when you have a parent with a disability, you kind of feel like you have to plan a little bit more because, you know, my dad couldn't walk without the assistance of, of, of a cane and eventually he was in a walker. So my brother was always kind of in his doomsday mindset when he was younger. It's like, well, what will happen if I go blind? So he would ask me to blindfold him and he'd walk around the house to make sure he could get around if he got blind. <laughs> Uh, he, there was a time that he had me tie his right hand behind his back just in case it got cut off so that, <laughs> no, seriously, um, so that he would be ambidextrous and he would do that for a week. Wow. And so in the book, I talk about how he thought we, we were really obsessed about fires and how we get out because we lived on the second floor and then how will we get dad out? So he would make us run fire drills and make my father lay on the floor and so he could drag him around the house. <laughs> And, you know, and this tells you a little bit about my father, who was a very, you know, he it was a very dignified man, but yeah. he humored us because he knew. And I was He's always like his little, yeah. I was his sidekick in all this. I was his assistant. So I had the, you know, notepad and I was checking for with the fire alarms and you get on the floor, dad. And, and <laughs> then like, he dragged Come on, him. we did this five times already. That's let's right. come on, let's. That's right. And he was like 10 years old, 10, 20. He was a little kid, but he thought if something goes wrong, I've got to be ready. So that's one of the reasons why we've learned to be prepared and on time, which my husband had to kind of get around to that. He didn't. <laughs> Yeah, he he wasn't that. good with time until we got married. He, you said you know, like the first time you, you met him, right? Uh, he was late to fir the first time, first day of work, his first job, dude was late. I was like, trifling brother, <laughs> you know? I was like, I don't know about you, you know? Um, but eventually he came around. I, I, when we had little kids and he'd be the kind of person who would call and say, honey, I'm gonna, on my way home. Yep. And it would be hours before he'd get home, only to find out that he didn't know what, what coming home was. Sure. I said, that's where hope actually began. He was hopeful that he would <laughs> get home. Yeah, too much but work, But he couldn't yeah. quite, you know, so I had to start telling him, well, you tell me where you are, and I'll tell you how long it'll take you to get home. See, that's, that's a partnership right there, absolutely. So, he didn't get our on-time gene. He's much better now after... Uh, 26 years of marriage. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Congratulations. He's, he's, he's gotten much better. I'm going on uh, 11. It'll be my anniversary this year, this week. Well, uh, bless yeah, your yeah, heart. You.
Congratulations. And I have two girls. Yeah. Uh, yep. they're, they're four and five now. A lot of people come up to me and they go, uh, oh, don't you miss when they're babies? Like, no way. I, I don't. Babies I, are cute, but yes. they're hard. Yeah, they're cute, yeah. but they're hard and great, but I like who they Every are now. Every age they are, yeah. They're interesting. interesting. They now. have things I, to that's say. That's what I'm saying. And don't you find they, they're so very different? You oh know, my God! I like read... you, you think you're a good parent until you have a second one, and then you realize you had nothing to do with the first. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're just—they're just their own people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. They're totally two different kids. Uh, now you have—you have teenagers now. I have young ladies. Young ladies. Young women. Yes. And you, do you, do you, do you miss when they were babies now? No, I, I love the baby stage. I'm like you. I love every age, but now they're really interesting. We're friends. They're boyfriends we can talk about. Isn't that and, amazing? You know, they drive so they can, you know, they, they can earn money, so they ask for less. I love it. So my, my babies will never have boyfriends or learn to drive. They're not leaving the house at all. They're well, just staying in one room. I've always said as quiet as it's kept, the second term of the presidency was really fueled by Barack's desire to keep them with their agents into their teen years. He was like, we've got to win because I don't want those girls walking around this. He wanted exactly. men with guns with them. So. Taking care of these. Exactly. extra hard on those votes. The little He's girls, like, come absolutely. on, voters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We, when we do, we've done a bunch of uh, great, funny bits, and uh, I love that you just get out there and you, just, you talk to everybody and you're so personable, but people really connect to you. And you say in, in the book, it's about uh, liking yourself. Yeah. Oh. Th that makes you connect. Explain that a little bit. Well, I, I think people can smell inauthenticity, you know, and if you're not comfortable in your own skin, that comes across. You know, that's one of the challenges I think that politicians have because politicians aren't always people people. And you have to really enjoy people because folks will, they, they will sense that. So for me, I am Michelle Obama behind the scene in the blue room when we're acting up, when mm -hmm. I'm in the White House as first lady, when I'm here, I'm always the same person. And it's easy to keep up with that. I don't have to make up a, a story of who people think I should be. And in that way, it allows me to be comfortable and enjoy every minute of my time with the people that I meet. That's right.